Want to help your teachers save over 10 hours per week? Introduce them to School AI. It's not just a tool, it's a partner in the classroom. With School AI, teachers can plan courses in minutes, get real-time learning data, and provide one-on-one -on -one tutoring. Plus, it's free for teachers. Visit schoolai.com today. School AI, the classroom operating system of the future. That's schoolai.com. Focal Point K-12 is an innovative tool that helps teachers and students manage student portfolios. It provides a digital portfolio for students to store their work, set and track their own learning goals, and earn credentials and industry certifications. The platform also uses blockchain technology to ensure the security and safety of student data. Teachers can use Focal Point K-12's real-time dashboards to track student progress and save time with AI-assisted scoring. To learn more, visit focalpoint.education. Principles. Research shouldn't be a maze for students. Scribble offers a unified platform streaming the research and writing process. It integrates with major educational tools, ensures authentic student work, and provides educators with real-time insights. Elevate your school's academic rigor. Learn more at scribble.com. That's S-C-R-I-B-L-E.com. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where I help you stop putting out fires and start leading. I am your host, Jethro Jones. You can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Welcome to Transformative Principle. This is part of the Summer of AI series. Today, I have Janessa Fletcher on the program, and the Summer of AI series is brought to you by... School AI. School AI helps save you hours per week as a teacher in automating the busy work that you have to do. And it's also brought to you by AI Leader, which is where you can go to learn all about artificial intelligence and how to have it help you in your daily work as a school leader. I'd like to introduce Janessa Fletcher. She's the content director for Education to the Core, a primary curriculum resource creation company and primary teacher printable membership subscription service. Previous to her current role, she was a preschool teacher for two years, kindergarten teacher for eight years, and instructional coach and interventionist for three years. Janessa, welcome to Transformative Principal. I'm excited to have you, and we have a great conversation. What do you think people should get out of this conversation, what they should walk away from? The future of AI in primary classrooms, and is it going to eventually be beneficial for primary educators, a tool, chat GPT, any AI tool that we can use in our classrooms in the future? Yeah, it, it'll be very fascinating. One of the things that you brought up is the the power of having a teacher there who can see when kids are getting frustrated or stressed or not understanding something that an AI may not be able to do. And so I thought that was a, a good insight and brought up a lot of interesting thoughts and questions for me. So uh, thank you for being here. I uh, look forward to this conversation. We'll get to the interview with Janessa Fletcher in just a moment. Time is a precious commodity. As a principal, you know this all too well. Between lesson planning, grading, and providing personalized feedback, the hours in a day can quickly disappear. What if you could help your teachers get some of that time back? Introducing School AI. 
School AI is not just a tool, it's your teacher's partner in the classroom. Help your teachers save over 10 hours a week on busy work, allowing them to focus on what they do best, teaching. With School AI, teachers can plan courses in minutes, get real-time data on learning, and even provide one-on-one tutoring for every student. School AI also provides a FERPA-compliant chat GPT experience. But that's not all. School AI's co-teacher feature is like a personal assistant, adapting daily lessons to student interests, checking for understanding, and even automating parent communication. And the best part, it's free for teachers. So if you're ready to reclaim your time and transform your school with the power of AI, visit schoolai.com today. School AI, the classroom operating system of the future. Visit them at schoolai.com. Janessa, I thought it'd be great to start out with talking about your experience with ChatGPT and other AI tools, specifically as it relates to primary education. So talk to us a little bit about what you've played with, what you've experienced and things like that. Okay. I have dabbled in the AI realm, definitely in the use of ChatGPT. I use it in my position with education to the core to write social media posts or pieces of emails. We have also used it as a resource design team. The pros are we've asked it to generate word lists. And sometimes ChatGPT does what we ask it to. Where we have come across cons is, especially with the science of reading and having things need to follow a certain scope and sequence in being decodable, is we find that ChatGPT gives words that aren't necessarily aligned with the scope and sequence. And we're still working on trying to figure out what we need to type into ChatGPT in order to provide exactly what we need. An example would be a word list with our controlled words and ChatGPT might give us fire in the word list. And that's a CVCE word. It doesn't follow that word pattern or pirate, which is an open syllable word that doesn't follow what we're looking for with an IRR controlled word. So thinking about that, don't you think that it's going to get better at those things? Or if you trained it specifically to do those things, then it would be able to do them better? Have you had experience with that? I'm thinking that probably eventually ChatGPT can be trained to be able to provide primary educators with what they need. I think it's a long way off. When I look at our resource design team, we have 240 years of experience in the classroom. And that equates to at least probably 20,000 hours of professional development. So how long is it going to take to bring AI up to the type of experience and training that these teacher curriculum creators bring to the table with their teams? Yeah. What's, What's your outlook on that? How long do you think it will take? I'm not a huge tech person. I know that ChatGPT does some pretty amazing things. I've been able to see what it can do. It can mimic an email if I ask it to. It can mimic a social media post if I ask it to. And so I think over time, it probably can be programmed to do what we need. I think it's also going to depend on different programs run with different scopes and sequences for phonics instruction. And so being able to input, if they're asking for something that's aligned to Orton-Gillingham, this is the scope and sequence that needs to be used. If it's asking for something that's aligned to UFLI foundations, this is the scope and sequence it needs to use. So I do believe there's going to need to be some intensive programming 
into AI in order for it to be able to produce the type of decodable text that primary teachers especially will be asking for. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting concept. Have you asked if it is familiar with UFLI, for example? I have typed in and it is a little bit better, but it will still put words in there that aren't decodable yet based on that specific scope and sequence. So I do think there are definitely some kinks that still need to be worked out, or it will give the research back to me instead of exactly what I'm asking for, or cases in point, different parts of UFLI foundations, or here's a lesson I found from UFLI foundations. So I think lesson plans could be created in chat GPT. The catch for me is as a teacher, we turn in the lesson plan, but we still need all the supplemental resources that go along with it. Mm -hmm. So if I ask it to write a lesson plan for me, I still need to read through the lesson plan and make sure I have the resources and materials to support that plan for my students. And then I have to go to a website, a teacher membership printable website or, or teachers pay teachers to get the activities in the lesson plan that ChatGPT created. So I think it it might alleviate if you still need to turn in lesson plans to your admin, but we're not quite there for it to create the worksheets that you need or the hands-on materials and activities that you need to engage your students in the lessons. Yeah, that's really interesting because there is so much more to teaching kids to read than just a lesson plan, right? There's things that they need to do. There's practice. There's take-home books that they're reading, the decodables, all that kind of stuff. There's there's a lot of a lot of debate and and talk out there now about how things are are not working with AI. Specifically, there's a lot of debate about the science of reading. And we have to do the supplemental materials and resources. Yes, that I believe will come that you'll be able to at some point say create a decodable book for this specific thing that is culturally responsive to the kids that are in my classroom and the, this is who they are. And, and it'll be able to create that at some point. I think that's going to come. And I think that's going to come a lot faster than we, we probably think. Beyond that aspect, how beneficial is it for them to be incorporating this right now? Or is it too far? It, it takes too much work to, to use it in a way that's effective. I believe for upper elementary and probably middle school and high school teachers, ChatGPT is probably more valuable now in what it can provide. For primary teachers, kindergarten through third grade, or the teachers that I service in, in my position and that my team services and the company services in our position, I think we're still a far, a far way off. Writing prompts, I think I could probably ask ChatGPT to give me a variety of writing prompts that I could use with my students. I think I could ask ChatGPT to write lesson plans if I had a substitute. But then, like I said before, I'd have to go find all the supplemental materials for those lesson plans. I think, can ChatGPT grade my papers yet? No. I saw a post the other day about ChatGPT wrote end of year awards for a teacher. And granted, that's an out of the box thing to do. But then it also was a little disheartening for me because how genuine is that coming from a teacher? As a student, I might be a little sad that the teacher couldn't take five minutes to write something personally from the heart about me and instead used AI to do that on my certificate or on my report card or, or anything else like that. I do think it is 
beneficial in some aspects, but for kindergarten through third grade teachers, I still think there's a lot of work that needs to be put in, a lot of programming that needs to be put in in order to help us more with the curriculum that we use and the, the activities that we use with our students. Yeah, that's that's really interesting you say that because I I had a, I've, I was at my mom's house and I found an old report card and it had comments on the report card and the comments were, I could tell, this was 30 years ago, the comments I could tell were pre-filled, predetermined things that the teacher just put in that had no no bearing to me personally, like is a good playmate or something like that. And it's funny because I was thinking like in that moment, well, what if there was an AI thing that could have given a better example of what good question or good comments could have been, or at least gone into a little more detail about how, about who I was and whether or not it was something specific to me that even if AI wrote it, I would probably feel better about that than about what I actually got in there. Because what I got was these generic things that were pointless to me. Does that make sense? I, yes, that makes sense. And I would agree with you. There's definitely, you have the autofill where you check the boxes and it just puts those comments in there. I'm willing to bet that ChatGPT probably gave much better <laughs> comments yeah. than the autofill that the report card system provides. But it also, as soon as you read it, you knew exactly that it was a bot that had been yeah. used autofill. So I'm wondering if these students that are currently receiving that ChatGPT provided, if 10 years from now, they're going to look at it and say, oh man, a bot definitely wrote that. Or my yeah. So is it genuine? How did they really feel about me? Or did they just take take this from chat GPT. Yeah. How fascinating. That's something that I haven't even thought of yet, but that really, that really sparks something. So let's go back to the science of reading a bit. And if the science of reading, like we already know that it's settled and it, it works and we know how to teach kids to read, then number one, why are there still kids who aren't reading? And number two, if we know the science, then why are we not just teaching ChatGPT or some other AI tool to do that and having the the AI teach the kids and run them through the whole thing. Why isn't there an app that teaches kids how to read that uh, doesn't, that takes care of all those other supplementary resources and all that kind of stuff and puts it all within the app? Or does that exist already? Picture this, a student drowning in tabs, tools, and notes, struggling to piece together a research project. Sounds familiar, right? Now, imagine all of that streamlined under one roof. That's Scribble. Scribble is more than just a tool, it's a game changer. Students can curate, annotate, cite, and write all in one place. Collaborative annotations? Check. Automatic citations? Check. Real-time feedback for educators? You bet. And the best part is, it's not just about making tasks easier. It's about freeing up time for higher-level learning and critical thinking. Are you worried about AI plagiarism? With Scribble, students show their authentic work process, making it genuine and credible. And I mentioned it won the Soup's Choice Award for College and Career Readiness. So if you're ready to transform the way your school approaches research and writing, head over to scribble.com and see the magic for yourself. That's S-C-R-I-B-L-E.com. There are some apps I'm going to date myself when... I was first starting out in teaching a new program called Read Naturally, 
came uh -huh. out it, that helps students build reading fluency and vocabulary and retell and students actually would listen to a story read a few times and then they had to read it through a microphone and the the system would track the words that they read correctly how many words they read correctly and then students would have to type in responses to questions after reading a passage or a story and then work on vocabulary building the new vocabulary words they were introduced to in the story with pictures. So that was a program, like I said, dating myself that came out probably 15 to 20 years ago. I do think that actually since 1991. Yes. So it's so. 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really dating myself there. I do think that now, like you said, that science of reading has been settled and they've decided this is research, this is best practices for teaching students how to read and how students read, that we will probably see apps and programs come out that follow a more SOAR aligned program, more heavily based in phonics that's using orthographic mapping, word mapping to help students learn variety of vocabulary words, that's having them decode and read fluently into microphones so they can identify where the holes might be so they know how to fill those holes. Yeah. So, I do think that that's probably in the future for us. Yeah. So it, it seems that with something that is as clear as here it is, this is how you do it. And everybody can learn to read this way. Do we need teachers? If it is that, if it is that clear, do teachers really need to be spending time teaching reading if we know that there's a right way and a wrong way to do it and we can program a computer to do the right way and give the feedback right when they need it much better than a teacher can. Do we still need teachers to spend their time teaching reading? I believe we do. It kind of goes to that one size doesn't fit all mentality. And yes, science of reading is where the research says best practices are in reading instruction, but we also know that it may be best practices for most, but not all. And there may be some students that whole language is, is how they learn. They immediately look at words and memorize those words. And phonics patterns do nothing but create chaos in their mind when they're trying to figure out how to read. I think the programs would need a lot of other things. There would need, the immediate feedback is important, like you mentioned. I believe there would also need to be in those programs, ways to identify when an intervention would need to be made and what that intervention looks like. There would also need to be sometimes just having social interaction or being able to read to someone or to something like a stuffed animal means a lot more to a child than reading into a microphone or reading into a computer. I think with COVID and having all of the online learning that we had, teachers are still two to three years later, having to help students emotionally, socially, because of the fallout that occurred when we all had to go to distance learning for a year. Just having that physical person there next to you, being able to provide emotional support that a computer necessarily can't do or a bot can't do is yeah. very important. Humans are social creatures. Some of us like to lock ourselves in our rooms and just be away from it all for a while. In the end, we do crave, you know, companionship. And and I do believe that teachers are essential for those kinds of things. And so my question is really like on this particular thing, let's have the teachers spend their time 
providing emotional support, being a friend, being a support, being a helper, being uh, another human being to connect with in a powerful way, but leave the the teaching up to an infallible thing that can just work all the time, no matter what, which is what AI can do. So that's kind of the place that I'm coming from. I do think that we should not take the humanity out of teaching. We should not take teachers out of the classroom, that they are vital and that they perform a much, much bigger function than, for example, following a scripted program. That's If they're following a scripted program, as some of my teachers did, I think that that is personally a waste of their their abilities. If it's a scripted program, then the computer should do it because it can do it perfect every single time, and the teacher just cannot, and that's all there is to it. Or they'll do it perfect every time, and they'll hate what they're doing, which is what the experience of my teachers was, was that they just hated it. So I think on that piece... I'd be more interested in focusing on having teachers spend their time doing powerful things with kids that a computer still can't do. What are your thoughts there? I would agree with you, especially if, like you said, the teachers have to use a scripted program. Most teachers that I know, they don't enjoy scripted programs. Mm -hmm. I think it's to have a district provided curriculum given that we can follow a scope and sequence that we can follow, but the ability to adjust immediately when needed if we're seeing that something in the curriculum isn't working or that we need to try instructing our students in a different way. So I think my question back would be how infallible would the system be? Would it be able to adjust immediately to the needs of a student seeing that they're getting frustrated or that it's whatever the program is doing with the child isn't working? It's they're not making gains. They're not achieving academically. I think that would be my question. Is this program able to monitor and adjust on their feet as quickly as teachers can in sitting across the table from a student working through a decodable reader and me being able to see that physically they are becoming frustrated? We need Mm -hmm. to do something immediately before this child doesn't want to read anymore. I think those would be my concerns with completely giving them to a program and putting headphones on and working through a program is how quickly would they be able to read body language or see that on a student and know that adjustments need to be made immediately within the the instruction delivering. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I think that's an important piece to think about as well. And I think that as as you understand what your own individual students need as a teacher, you can start to sense when they're reaching that breaking point. And and I believe that that is likely something that could be figured out with artificial intelligence that could be could become a little more dystopian and a little creepy. <laughs> but oh, I like, agree with you. I think it, about AI, the movie that came out a long time, mm-hmm. a while ago. And I think about eventually we probably will be there where they do read emotions and feelings and are able to. So I think that reading is the most essential skill that we have in life period, that if you can read, then you can learn anything else. And it's just a matter of continuing to be able to read. And even though YouTube and things exist that can show things, it's we still are very text dependent and still need to have that skill. And and if we do, then we can do a lot more than we could do otherwise. So 
I, I think that reading is just so essential and there, there should be no reason why kids are not able to read and that we should do everything in our power to ensure that kids can read because it just opens the door for so many things. What do you think are the the biggest barriers to kids finding success in reading right now? I think it's lack of practice and support. I think it's lack of materials outside of the classroom. I think sometimes it's the lack of training that teachers are given. I think a lot of times to cut corners or because of budget, principals will purchase the program, but they don't purchase the training. And so teachers are given a manual and are told to figure it out. And that's completely not fair. No other occupation is given a whole new system and told to figure it out and, and do what's best for your students. I think that there's quite a few factors that contribute to that. I think as parents as well, we do have a responsibility to make sure that our kids are reading at home and to support the teachers in the classroom as well. If they're asked to read 20 minutes at night, have them read 20 minutes at night. And I think too, it's beneficial and parents are strapped for time, just like everyone. But if you can sit with your child and listen to them read, then you're also able to provide that immediate feedback that the teachers are trying to provide in the classroom when they're working with kids. So I think there's a lot of things that contribute to students that struggle still with reading. I think, like you said, YouTube and having Siri read things to you and for you and all of that, I think tech has made it a lot easier for students to not necessarily have to be a strong reader. And so I don't know if that's a pro or a con of technology. It's a pro if you have a student who is struggling and this at least allows them access to the material and the content, but it's a con because it's also a crutch and something that they can continue to use. And there might come a point in time when they don't have access to that. And then where are they? So I think there are some things that definitely need yeah, to so that all be successful readers. Yeah, on that piece, I think it's less and less likely that they won't have access to something that can read for them because technology is becoming more and more prevalent in everybody's life. And so you're talking about like for them to not have access to a phone is most likely going to be like an apocalyptic scenario, right? Where a lot of other things are going wrong. So most people, most of the time are going to have access to that. Yeah, very, very interesting things to think about. In closing, I want to ask a question. What do you think the future of AI is as it relates to specifically primary education? I think that eventually, like we discussed before, we will see programs that align more closely to science of reading that teachers can purchase or districts can purchase and teachers can use in their classroom. I Primary teachers, we become primary teachers because we love working with kids. We definitely don't do it for the money. We don't do it for the fame. We don't do it for any of that. But it's because we enjoy watching kids learn and achieve academically and put the pieces of the puzzle together. And so I think those programs may come out. I don't see teachers completely, at least primary teachers, completely taking a back seat and allowing a bot to be the one that that teaches students, especially in the area of reading or math or writing or any subject for that matter. I think we definitely feel that having that human connection and the teacher being the one that provides immediate feedback to children is so important. And to have children have 
that type of community and nurturing from very from a very young age in their education career and how important that is. But I do think that over time, ChatGPT and other AI platforms can be taught to be more beneficial and useful to primary educators in creating some of the things that we need, the word lists, the short decodable paragraph, a sentence with these types of words. I think it's going to take a while for it to be programmed that way, especially with all the different scopes and sequences that are out there. But I do think it's possible in the future for sure. Very good. Janessa, thank you so much for being part of Transformative Principles. Great having you on the show today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Edited by Gage Sanderson.